I'd pay good money to see Tori Spelling ride around on a Roomba. It's Hocus Pocus this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That? The party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. We're, we're in the middle, coming to an end on our wonderful, why do you, why do boo you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what did you call it? Why boo, why boo you, you know, know that. that. Oh yeah, the I'll, boo, why do boo know that works too though. See, that's I, stupid dyslexia in my head. Uh, anyway, point is, we've had a wonderful time talking Halloween topics. Uh, speaking of something that's, I wouldn't call it spooky, but I would call it fall related. I see you've made your own candle. Thank you. Um, yes. <laughs> I, uh, in these times, um, I think in these I, uncertain times, in these uncertain times, uh, I've, it's a real shit candle though. Like the, um, the wicks are too close together. So there's like just a wall of unmelted wax around the side of it. And I didn't put enough oil in it. So it doesn't smell. So it's just like, if anybody now speaking of candles, um, what I don't have is a black flame candle. So luckily, if a virgin were to come in and light this candle, they would be okay. That's the cycle or going off. Ooh. I'm gonna bring in our wonderful guest. Uh, you know her as the host of the Scam Goddess podcast. Please welcome Lacey Mosley. Hi. Hi. I love the Black Flame Virgin uh, reference Thank right you. off the top. Um, I just want to say that anybody can be a virgin. I'm selling virginity for $40 on Instagram. Um, you just send me $40 and I send you your V card and you're a virgin. It really is just like that easy and simple. Is there like so- a, a promo code at all? Or is it- no, there's no promotion. You have to spend the $40. We don't give discounts, no refunds. Um, but yeah, you get the ver- the V card and then you just like show that to people. You know what I mean? Yes. Like how else? Yeah. How- no one can prove if you're a virgin or not. I'm a virgin. Who's going to stop me? We're all virginal here. <laughs> yeah. I did that on Instagram. That there's two moments where I really felt like a whore on Instagram. <laughs> One was when I was uh, working on single parents and I was pregnant on the show, mm-hmm. and so I took a picture of my baby bump at a fitting, and then like two guys were like DM me and were like, "Is it mine?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh God!" Oh. Too many guys that I date still follow me on Instagram. I'm friends with like almost everyone I've ever like slept with, so it's like it sucks sometimes. You're like, "Oh God, get out of here!" That, and then when I said I was a virgin on Instagram, and then guys were DMing me like. We both know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just think for one second about what I was right. saying. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. We never had sex. And that's my story. That was the most inspirational thing I took from Donald Trump was just like, why have just I been lying? telling the truth? Yeah. Just, why have I been telling the truth this whole time? Uh-uh. Like, for what? Yeah. No, it doesn't do anybody any good, apparently. So we might as well just lie. <laughs> I'm 110, I'm 5'10", and I've modeled all over Milan Fashion Week. Yes, and I believe that. Why would I question that? Why would you say you're 110, like 110 years old? No, pounds. (laughs) Why is your lie that you're I did think years at first, but I was like, you look great for 110. I've been modeling for 90 years. I started when I was 20. It just happened to be 1920. Does that math add up? I don't know. first piece of clothing. It was a sack, uh, but she wore it beautifully. The potatoes were falling out of it, but honestly, it just gave it a sense of hot couture that people yeah. hadn't experienced up until then. That was before they thought to take the potatoes yeah. out. Yeah. And then you got canceled because this was during the potato famine and you yeah. were just going around just losing potatoes and not even not even giving them to the hungry, which was. Oh, no, you know. I just let them roll out and then yeah. dogs would eat them. And I was like, that's cute. You were Janice Dickinson before Janice Dickinson was, you know, for world's first supermodel. I was Emily Dickinson. No, that's a terrible (laughs) joke. Anyway, (laughs) have you seen that new Emily Dickinson show where it's like it's, you know, 18, whatever, 1800s Emily Dickinson poet, but like woke and Instagram uh, slang and shit. 
I saw the previews for that and I was like, this is just, this is for, you know, some white women out there and shout out to them. Yes. So I highly recommend it. As much as I highly recommend today's topic, the film from 1993, Hocus Pocus. 93? I know, right? Wow. So I was two when this came out. Wow. <laughs> I thought this shit came out when I was, I had no idea this shit existed before, <laughs> like damn near before me. Damn. Yeah. Well, I'm 110, it so it came out, you know, <laughs> well into. <laughs> you were almost to your centennial, Nadia. Exactly. You which were. I, I celebrated uh, in style on a yacht in the middle of the Pacific Beautiful. Ocean. Um, across international borders, so I could do whatever I wanted. Anyway, so Hocus Pocus, fantasy comedy film directed by Kenny Ortega. Uh, it's got Bette Mittler, Kathy Najimy, Sarah Jessica Parker, a young Thor Birch. Lacey, why do you know that? Oh, so I love this movie. I used to watch it every Halloween. Um, my parents, thank God, were like, I grew up in the church like f- for so, so long. But the one thing my parents never made me do on Halloween was Hallelujah Night, which hallelujah. Because that's like the church thing is like, you got to go to church and sing about God on the devil's night. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I didn't have to do that. I got to go get candy. Mostly, I think, because my mom had a sweet tooth. Okay. So yeah, she was like, my like I'll a- dig in the bag. Yeah, for sure. To check for uh, razor blades, as she said, but really to take out all the candy that she liked. Um, oh, yeah. I had that, too. I did the work. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, like, my mom was really into candy at that point because I remember she used to have these red gumballs and they had, like, this hard red kind of cherry flavored um, hard, like, shell. And then on the inside, it was gum. Mm-hmm. And she would never share them with me. Like, never. Like, I was five and she would never let me have them. And so I remember, like, I used to, like, steal them from her and then so I didn't get caught, I would eat the wrappers too, which is insane. Fully insane. Plastic or paper wrappers? <laughs> Plastic. Ah! And I would swallow them. <laughs> I would swallow them so she would never find a trace of it. <laughs> because burying it in the trash wasn't good enough for me. I was fucking crazy, clearly. Um. <laughs> well, you hadn't learned how to lie yet. Yeah. You were still right. an honest child. Um, right. I, my mom used to do the same thing too where we'd like dump out the candy and she'd be like okay you can have this much on Halloween and like try to divvy it up so we wouldn't eat too much sugar and then she would just like conspicuously take out Hershey's Kisses or like little like milk chocolate bars or the bigger candy bars we were like hey 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 what's that about and she'd be like I'm saving these for later for you yeah for you you're gonna want to <laughs> eat this in like a week you'll thank me and then it always disappeared yeah i was lucky i had um because i had an older brother and a younger sister that's not lucky that's the worst middle child to be you have to end up moving to california to be a comedian to get attention because you didn't get it growing up but my little sister was not very uh She's never really had like a big appetite for the candy. So my brother and I never had to worry about like the parents getting into our stashes because they would just like go take my sister's candy because she didn't care. So I I was very blessed in that way, I I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Your sister was into trick-or-treating for the experience. Exactly. She wanted to get out. She wanted to see the neighborhood. She wanted to see the costumes. Smell people's living rooms. That was the thing I hated least or hated most about trick-or-treating is like every time someone opened their door and I had to smell what their fucking house smelled like and I was like, ugh. Like for the most part, I hate how people's houses smell. Like I never want to go in anyone's house. I'm fine. Um, I have a candle. (laughs) (laughs) I do too, actually. I actually have a candle burning right now because I'm trying to burn it down so that it's like too tall for the holder so i'm oh, trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. burn it oh, a little yeah. bit so that it doesn't look all tacky i bought a candle like back in april being like oh i know i'll stock up on a few like of the fancy kind uh and then i'll be able to burn them later and it's been so hot over the summer i'm pretty sure that they've melted in their jars so now i don't Beautiful. know what they look like but i opened one and it was like a warped a cronenberg-esque being and i was like okay well i'm just gonna ignore that this happened for another three months and then hopefully things will work out just put it on instagram be like i make artistic candles <laughs> people will be like oh my god right. that's brilliant and me forty dollars yeah and i'll tell you that this is there promo code is based on you uh, that's the same okay. forty dollars i mean god do i want the candle or the virginity 
why not both? Uh, you know what? I have a candle in virginity, so I'm good. Yeah, $80 gets you both. Just double it. Uh, you mentioned Hallelujah Night. Uh, yeah. So if you're not somebody that grew up in the church, uh, can you explain a little bit about what that is or what Halloween is like around uh would, would you go to Baptist church, Methodist? Well, yeah. Okay. I'm Baptist. So Hallelujah Night is where all the kids go to church and then they just like, I don't know, talk God at you for, you know, a few hours instead of letting you go get free candy from strangers um, because that's the devil's holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whatever, you know, um, I'm just glad that I didn't have to do it. I did like one lock in for New Year's Eve when I was in high school and lock ins okay. are like the horniest thing. Like yes. you're going to put all the church kids in one fucking room and then just like they're going to be horned up. Like, what are you doing? Um, It's dumb and horny. Um, But, you know, I still love the Lord. (laughs) This is a perfect memoir title. Dumb and horny, but I still love the Lord. I mean, you can love (laughs) the Lord and not want to go to a church lock-in. I think, like, those are definitely separate (laughs) in my mind. I don't know. I don't know. The saints would disagree. The saints would disagree with you, Steve. Well, also, you're just locking a bunch of prepubescent teenagers and older teenagers in rooms together. Like, what do you expect? Like, I miss that about high school and even about college. Just, like, being around so many people your own age and, like, just seeing so many people you could be horny for. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have that anymore. Like, I'm mostly alone or I'm at work. And, like, there's no one to be horny for that you see every day that you can just, like, build that horniness up for them. Oh, yeah. And I miss that. God, you're right. I miss that. Oh, yeah. When's the it's, last time you could just see somebody that you wanted to fuck so bad on a daily basis? Oh, and like you have oh. to keep it in and you can't let mm-hmm. them like know entirely, but you got to let them know a little bit. But you're probably letting them know too much, according to everybody else. But it's like walking that fine tightrope between like, I need to sh- demonstrate that I am horny for you and you specifically, but not enough for you to say I don't want you. Exactly. Oh, I miss it. Oh, youth. <laughs> um, so speaking of youth, uh, Max, yeah, Max and Hocus Pocus is pretty. He's horny for um, what's her name? He likes her yabos. Yeah, her yabos, uh, which is so 90s <laughs> for titties. Titties had a moment in the 90s. It's mm-hmm. all about the ass now, but titties were tittying in the early 90s. And one thing I want to say is like Leonardo DiCaprio passed on this role to play Max. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Leonardo to to do uh, Gilbert. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Which I'm like, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fancy. Like get your, you know, Hollywood, you know, upper echelon roles. Yeah. But also like I'm not watching what's e- eating Gilbert Grape every year. Mm-mm. No, I could have been iconic. Yeah, I guess you are. But fine. <laughs> I say that all the time. Like as an actor, like I own like uh, Anne Lane and I watched the second the second live action Scooby Doo movie once. And I was like, mm. this is the only kind of entertainment I want to be in. I don't want to have to be like acting sad and have emotions and stuff. I just want to run around in cartoon colors. Yeah. And I also don't think it's I think it's important as a performer to never pass up on owning a holiday. Mm. Like Mariah Carey gets the fucking bag every Christmas. Her album is already charting right now at number 10. Like that bitch gets the out the bag every Christmas. She owns Christmas. She's mm-hmm. basically Jesus. And I was like, <laughs> I not what, disagree. <laughs> I was like, how can I get my? So I think there's there's no Halloween music. So I'm gonna start coming out with some Halloween bops. I just need one that can hit the radio every year, it's, like a very. It's true because all you got is like Monster Mash, uh, Thriller, and th- yeah. That, see, Thriller's popping. That's it. Maybe I should go for Arbor Day. Ooh, I don't think anybody has Arbor Day yet. Just a song about trees. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. don't want a lot for Arbor Day. Yeah, this. yeah, just like, take the Mariah song. Yeah, why not? I just Be- want the earth to stay. We love that song so much. Why not just like because Arbor Day is probably is it in the summer? It must be in the summer, like or spring. Like September, it's trees. I think. Really, yeah. that's when the trees are like dying. I thought it was like in um the spring. Or yeah, is it in April? No, Earth Day's in April. Uh, yeah. Let me see. When is Arbor Day? Arbor Day. April thirtieth. Um, okay, I fucked up. Yeah, 
Um, so that's about the time when we are ready to hear that song again. So like, why reinvent the wheel? You know, just use right. what Mariah's given us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, just she make won't it mind. Yeah, she will not mind at all. No, <laughs> I'll be sued. Listen, Mariah Carey loves to sue people. She sued her ex-fiance for wasting her time, so she definitely <laughs> would sue me. I think she won that suit too. Yeah. I think you're right. Because uh, it was like, they got engaged and she was like, now, he, he was like, you gotta move where I'm moving. And so it was fucking up all her bags. And she was like, I moved to be with you, bitch. And you don't want to be with me. Give me my money back. And I love that. Uh, which love which that ex was her. this? This wasn't Tommy Matola, was it? No, okay. that was like the husband who controlled yeah. her. And then, and then after that, she like got her titties done and then she was out here. And not Nick Cannon, but the, the French guy or whatever foreign guy she was with most recently that we knew about yeah that guy uh no the the matola i think is the one where in her recent memoirs they're like you don't want to write anything about this and she's like i don't write about relationships that like didn't end up mattering to me or whatever and i was like ah shade and i love her episode of cribs watch it on youtube if you haven't seen oh it's it's my favorite troll her on that treadmill and those heels i was like ryan knows how to troll the girls and it's amazing i'm here for it She's the one celebrity that I'm like, I actually do genuinely want to meet you and have like a five minute conversation with you just to like see if I can get a glimpse inside your brain just for one second. I know they say don't meet your heroes, but at the same time, I'm like, I will meet Mariah Carey. I just want to I just want to see, you know, they also say they also say a hero comes along with gives you strength (laughs) Strength to carry carry on. on. (laughs) Yeah. So, so keep that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Cast your fears aside because you know you can survive. Uh, okay. So, getting back to Hook's Pocus for a second. Um, uh, can you give a, like, just pretend aliens came down from Earth or something. And they're like, what's this about? What's this movie? Like, how would you explain the plot generally of Hocus Pocus? So, it's like, correct me if I'm wrong, there's three of them, right? Mm-hmm. So far, and so good. I, I, yeah. And so there's the horny one, Max, uh, who is the bootleg version of Leonardo DiCaprio. And then they run into this chick who's hot and then from school. And then this is also Salem. So it's like there's like a whole new kid at school thing in the beginning. Like, oh, we moved to Salem. Mm-hmm. Oh, Salem. Um, which Salem does have that like spooky vibe to it. They get it lit there um, for Halloween. And then there's like a little kid because you need a little kid so that you can rope in the baby audience. But also so that there's someone to interrupt the teenagers from fucking all the time. <laughs> which is important. Because otherwise they would have fucked so much. And it was like... For listeners out there that might be like working on a screenplay in quarantine or whatever, this is like intermediate level shit. So don't just throw (laughs) this in to your historical drama. This is like work your way up to building a little kid character that will interrupt the horny teens. (laughs) Right. And so then y'all gonna have to help me out here. I haven't watched it in two years, but I used to watch it every year. So then there's like... They, God, so they end up like, they're like, Max is a loser, right? Yes. And then like, he gets teased a lot and there's bullies because bullies are what the 90s are about. You got to have bullies. Mm -hmm. Um, And they got to be ugly, you know, Um, unless you're a girl, then your bullies are hot for some reason. But if you're a boy, your bullies are ugly. Um, I guess the male ego can't take hot and mean. (laughs) so then it's like Halloween and Max is trying to get his fuck on but then his parents are like no you gotta stay with your little uh, cock blocking sister and take her trick or treating right yeah uh, yep and then <laughs> I'm so insecure about this it's been so no, long no no you're doing great um, then so they go trick or treating or whatever the fuck and then Max is like precocious so he decides like wait they do they run up on the how do they encounter the house again um so Max and uh i think Max and little sister the the boner killer um they're trick or treating and they go to um uh the the uh hot girl's house where they're having like a huge masquerade party super rich Mm -hmm. and i feel like she's the one who's like oh you guys want to see the sanderson sisters house and i think matt i I think like little girl little sisters into it and so max is like ah here's my ticket here's my ticket to bone town yeah, uh, yeah, so he went, he let the horniness guide him there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like, he's not from Salem. He's an outsider. So he don't give a 
fuck about the creepy crawly rules of Salem. So then they go to the Sanderson sister's house and he's like, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. Very colonizer vibes. You know, he came in, start fucking with shit, shit, start touching everything. They were like, and the girl was like, no, the rich girl was like, no, no, I just brought you here because I'm hot and rich and I wanted to be quirky. Um, don't touch shit. And then he's like, no, I will touch shit. And then... <laughs> Of course, he sees, like, the worst thing that you should touch, which is, like, the black flame candle. He's like, let's light it. And then the rich girl is like, no, 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 that's too much. And then he lights it. And then the evil is released because he's a virgin and has never had any sex. Which, that's a weird thing that you don't see in family movies a lot, is a teenage boy being like, I'm a virgin. agenda for young men honestly that's who we need it for i don't understand how and honestly we don't need the virgin agenda at all but i'm just trying to correct the patriarchy here just course correct the problematic shit right if we're gonna do awfulness let's do it right yeah so if we're gonna tell young women to not have sex you have to tell young men because then who the fuck is they fucking how they gonna have sex no unless they are sleeping with other men so what what is the what's the situation here it doesn't make any sense i don't understand how we expected anybody to be abstinent if it's like oh girls have to be abstinent but boys don't either either nobody's fucking or everybody's fucking and it doesn't matter where you are on the gender sexuality spectrum right either your body's getting touched or it's not that's end of discussion and that wasn't the case. So I think they were like, let's let's push male virginity. Yeah, but then it's also like, um, it's also a bad thing because it's like if he wasn't a virgin and when he lit the candle, then the witches wouldn't have come back. But then again, they're very entertaining wow. witches. So it could be argued that, you know, being a virgin makes fun things happen. <laughs> That's a great you. I'm gonna take you to Hallelujah. Yeah, I would love I that. Yeah, that the kids need to hear that spin. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, I feel like in general, like unless you're one of the people being chased by the witches in this movie, like if I was just in the world of this movie watching it happen, I'd be like, those witches are hilarious. You're right, and there was a moment of that when we crashed the parents' party. We'll oh yeah, that. yeah, but, yeah, where everyone was like, these witches are great. Yeah. Like, we love that. I'm team witches for sure. So the three witches are resurrected and they've got to mm-hmm. suck the souls out of every kid in Salem to keep living. Yeah. Which is fairly crazy. And so they try like a Hoover. So they try to. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I think about youth now. That's what I'm doing on TikTok is like, I imagine <laughs> I'm the Sanderson sisters and I'm watching TikToks just like. <laughs> that's how I stay young, baby. Every time I put retinol like around my eyes, I'm just oh, like, yes. bring it back, bring it back. Give me, yes. give me a 21 year old's uh, under eyes. Uh, so like, the witches try to suck the soul out of his kid sister, mm-hmm. Max. It, Max the Virgin is like, no, don't do that. And then Max steals the spell book. So now oh, the yeah. witches are like, we got to get that shit back. Yeah, which has, like, the moving eye and shit. Right. And then, okay, so when do we get to Binks? How does, when does Binks pull up? Uh, Binks is, so there's a prologue to the movie uh, where we see, like, old in Salem times, and Binks was um, his little sister. A real hot guy. Yeah, and he goes, because the witches, the sisters just took his sister's soul or not whatever like they just killed his sister and then they turned him into a cat and then they got hung i'm not sure when i oh he shows up when when the candle gets lit because i remember him like jumping on the main guy and being like nice going max And, and i just remember that line so he just like pops in when like trouble starts yeah and i felt bad for him because i'm like You've been lurking around this fucking cemetery in this old ass house for hundreds of years and you can talk, bitch? Like, why? You could have been that cat. You could have been working. You could have been getting massages. Yeah. You could have been having a luxurious life. You could have been frisky spoke person for the rest of your life, but you, instead you're going to lurk around this grave just like waiting yeah. for somebody to light a candle. That's trash. Could have been, uh, been Salem on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Could have gone out exactly. for that. They wouldn't have needed a mechanical. They could have used a real talking cat 
just a waste of potential Very much. but i get it he's like trying to get home to his family um so yeah he hops up and he's like wow you fucked everything up but then also like didn't he want that to happen because it's like aren't you trying to get leave the cat body yeah all right play it yeah what do you so- want what's what's your motivation binks <laughs> So then he's now like a part of their journey um, trying. And so they're trying to get the the witches to like go back to being dead. Yeah. Yeah. But the witches are trying to cook up, you know, a cute moment to get some kid souls, which I appreciate. And I love when they wake up. And they're like doing like Sarah Jessica Parker has such a manic, weird energy in this movie that she never has in any other thing that she's ever done. It's, you she forget it's her because you, because of that. Yeah. She also doesn't remember filming this. Like she is straight up said in interviews that she's just like, uh, 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 I don't really remember filming this movie. That's crazy. That's crazy to be in the same room with with Bette Midler doing what Bette Midler's doing and not have a memory of it. I would have been taking it all in. Like everything would have been just like mental snapshot. Remember all of this journal, take pictures. Well, she was a child actor. So, you know, she's been doing this forever. I actually had a friend who was her assistant who said that um, when every morning on set, she would bring her four powdered donuts and that um, she would have that with like, I guess her, her little coffee or whatever. And then she loves hot dogs, which I love hot dogs too. It's like a weird thing on sets because, first of all, everyone expects you to be like this wafy actress who doesn't eat. And honestly, you get more respect if you're like gross thin. So Sarah SJP loves a hot dog and I love a hot dog too. Uh, But yeah, I could see her not remembering this movie. She worked so, so, so much. Yeah, she just said like, I just don't remember much of what the movie's about. Three witches, I've been told that. My character's not very bright. I fly and sing and I think I like to kill children. I liked making the movie and I liked flying. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. (laughs) I I also love the cute moment of like when they wake up and Sarah has like, like she's all hype. And then they're like, okay, well, we need to like get the fuck out of here. Like, okay, bitch, where the brooms at? And they couldn't find like their old timey brooms. So I just love seeing um, it wasn't SJP on the vacuum cleaner. It was what's her name? Uh, That was Kathy and Jimmy. That was Mary. Yeah. She was on a vacuum cleaner, yeah. and I thought that was so yeah, cute. Yeah, it, uh, it was a perfect three-beat, perfect heightened. So they're trying to figure out what the fuck has happened uh, in 1993, and they are horrified that they find out Halloween is now an actual holiday. Uh, yes. And they're just like, no, we got to suck out kids' souls. Otherwise, we will die. Uh, so Much they- like I... F- Oh, I was about to say, much like I feel like every, if we ever, we could do a movie about every indigenous, I I guess witches aren't indigenous people, but like any, just like any fucked up holiday that we have now, it would be dope to see the people who like originated it come back. Like I would love to see a movie where we see like the indigenous, like Native Americans come back for Thanksgiving and they're like, what the fuck is this? There is a, it's on Hulu, um, but it's, it's not... It's not exactly that, but it's called Pilgrim and it's uh, like real life pilgrims come back and like kill a family on Thanksgiving. Um, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) But it's also like, oh, finally, the pilgrims get their the pilgrims get their revenge. We've all but, you know, all this time we thought that those poor oppressed pilgrims. (laughs) I'm just thinking about the term poor oppressed pilgrims. And just like funny. some fo- some Fox News blonde bitch just being like, these poor oppressed pilgrims have been taking this shit from Native Americans for too long. And it's finally time that Thanksgiving is about them. This is my Tommy Lauren. It's good. It's Thank very you. good. I made uh, a point to like not utter her name like like uh, the Candyman and also oh, yeah. like never tweet about her. Yeah, it's like that and also the free clout. I just realized like so many conservatives live for that that I was like, oh, I'm not gonna give it yeah. to you. Like that's what you want. Like that's how you make money. I'm not gonna pay your fucking bills. That's you win. And Coulter's career, like yeah. whether or not she. You know, I think she does believe a lot of what she's saying, but it's also coming from a place of what can I say that'll rile everyone up so they pay attention to me again. And right. uh, yeah, I just changed my screen time settings. I only have a half hour on Twitter and a half hour on Instagram oh, wow. a day before my phone says you've reached your limit. And then I just press ignore and stay on it. But I'm trying. 
<laughs> but you are trying. Look, you're making yourself aware, and that awareness is the first step. Mm-hmm. That's why we run 5K. Exactly. For awarenesses. Mm-hmm. And then you raise those, and then you, you do something with the awarenesses. Yeah. Uh, so you're doing great, Steve. Yeah, we don't do it for the money, but we do no, no. do it for the awareness. Yes. Um, We're all aware now. So they go to the high school, the, uh, the everybody, and the kids trap the witches in this kiln to try to burn them alive, which horrific. And then while they're celebrating, the witches have this curse that revives them again. And so their Max is like, yeah, they're dead, I think. And uh, but they don't realize that the witches have truly died. So they open up the spell book and they try to reverse the spell that's on Binks. Uh, and then the witches are able to track them down because those kids are dumb, and they get the book back. Yeah. Uh, Binks also gets run over. Like, you straight up see a cat get run over and flattened, and yeah. then, I mean, it inflates and is fine, but it's kind of like, again, like, very grim visual for a Disney movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this, the second effect. half of yeah. the film is where shit kind of goes off the rails, particularly, and you're like, Oh, yeah, really? You decided to throw in everything. Okay, I guess we're throwing in everything. And um, they use different cats. I like found like a random like fun facts about Hocus Pocus. So I will be dropping random fun Please. facts uh, and pretending that I knew them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so everyone on set, like the kids uh, who were working, they hated the cats. So there was a different cat used for Binks all the time. So it was not the same cat throughout the movie. And every time they got a new cat, they had to like make friends with it and give it treats and play with a pointer. And they got sick of it. They're like, fuck these cats. <laughs> like... <laughs> So, so who knows? That might have been a real cat that they ran over. Uh, <laughs> We're just going to add that to the the canon of the film. It's like, did you know that the cat that got run over by a bus really did get run over? Yeah. And the whole yeah, crew was glad. It. Yeah. No, they did it on purpose. It wasn't an accident. In fact, it wasn't even in the movie, <laughs> but they did it. And they were like, I guess we should use yeah. this. <laughs> film is expensive. Yeah. Uh, so then, uh, 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 where was I? Okay, so, uh, the witches aren't actually dead. Max has to rescue his kid sister and Binks by tricking the witches into believing Sunrise has shown up early in order to break the curse, right? Yes. Yes. Um, um, they also, like, shimmy down to the cemetery and dig up, um, Winifred's old bay. Who's like a bootleg Frankenstein. <laughs> yes. Yes. And apparently he was a fuck boy. Cause like the whole time Winifred's talking cash shit about him and how he'd be fucking around and. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. He wasn't a virgin. He didn't have to be. Yeah, a virgin he couldn't have lit that candle. Old uh, and dead. Uh, and so, yeah, then they get to the cemetery and, uh, and at that point, the witches attack and Winifred is trying to suck out uh, Max's kid sister's soul with mm-hmm. this potion that she got from her cauldron. And uh, instead, Max drinks it and the sun is about to rise. They're about to, like, finish sucking out the soul or, you know, is whatever is life, it, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They're, they're draining Max like they're fucking plumbers. <laughs> And <laughs> they're draining him. Truly, they're just, just, just like like a snake in a toilet that's just like trying to pull out the shit that is from this little this virgin child. And uh, because they're on the cemetery grounds, for whatever reason, this doesn't work. Winifred is turned into a stone statue, and then she's disintegrated into dust along with her sisters. Absolutely horrifying for a child, I would think. Uh, which is fun because David Kirshner originally made this like it was a bedtime story that he used to tell his children, which I've always found interesting because bedtime stories like before they get Disney fied are really fucked up. Yeah. And it's like, this is what y'all told y'all kids right before they close their eyes. Like, it's no wonder the fucking boomers are like, get over it. Our parents tortured us every night. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> my mom used to sit down and read me the story of Cinderella where they chopped off them bitches feet. Now, yeah. y'all, like, yeah. like, the little mermaid Why died we- in the version I was told. She just became sea foam. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that shit is bleak. I don't want to go. I can barely go to sleep after watching Lovecraft Country. I surely the fuck don't want to hear no story about like witches disintegrating and bitches getting their feet chopped off. <laughs> to like, be fair, Lovecraft what? Country 
really truly does go there in a way where i'm like at first i start watching i'm like oh this will be fun and i was like oh no what is this horror I've and i'm not only, a horror movie person so like watching it each week i'm just like i've only seen the pilot and after the pilot i was like you know what i'm gonna wait until every episode is aired so i can just put it on and just and to my i can watch it i can watch it all at once or like i don't have to yeah. wait a week because it just feels like something where like i'm not gonna like waiting um but it has been really hard for me to stick with that because i've heard such good things i love the pilot so much but i'm really trying to wait so i can binge it Right. And I mean, I will say that like so far, I'm not caught up. I think I'm two episodes behind because I was like, I think I wanted to binge a little bit more too. Yeah. I will say so far, I was like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> but I was like, but it's cool. It's cool. I'm just going to be here for the match. I mean, that's me with most <laughs> like prestige television is like, I guess, I guess, sure. I don't know if I understand what's happening, but uh, everyone loves yeah. this. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. The only thing that I've like ever really understood was the Sopranos, where I'm like, oh yeah, they're gonna go kill that guy. Up oh, there, they did it. They killed that guy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. I know Yum. what that shit is. They're killing a guy. <laughs> I don't like even, even with Mad Men. It's like so like every line is actually saying a different thing, and it's all about subtext and it's yeah. a real actor's wet dream. But even as I'm watching it, I'm just like. I what? think the rudest thing as a storyteller, filmmaker, writer, whatever, the rudest thing you could do is make someone interpret uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me interpret. Tell me what's happening and what it means. Spell it My out. Time's precious. I'm dumb. I'm yeah, a dumb I'm baby stupid. and I need to be spoon fed. Goo -goo -ga -ga. Yeah. Don't make me have to go onto a BuzzFeed list to find out what all this shit means while I'm watching it. Just tell me. Right. I also feel like prestigious TV just means like as little face movement as possible. Yes. Uh -huh. um, it's like the camera will catch my nose going like small flare and they will know I'm upset, <laughs> which I'm like, oh, OK, this is fun. Yeah. I went and uh, I did Better Call Saul and Bob Odenkirk is like a goddamn dream. And he gave us like notes and stuff in the scene and was like, let's try it this way and blah, 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 blah. I, he's in the scene, too. And he's like, I want I want this to feel like uh, first of all, I was playing a hooker. And so, like, I didn't take this very seriously. Um, he was like, I want you to feel like you get arrested every day. You are always a hooker. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. I felt like this great experience learning from this guy who's, like, such a masterful actor. But it's not the type of acting that I've done normally. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm a everyday hooker. Everyday hooker. Like, I just, like, it was it's like the Elizabeth Moss school of acting where the camera zooms in on you and it's just her unblinking and then it's just like like she moves her lips slightly just and you're a like a little bit of lip movement. Uh I could watch Elizabeth Moss watch paint dry. Like she's just <laughs> She's good. Oh, uh, yum yum yum. I love me some Elizabeth Moss. I love Top of the Lake. I've been following her for a while and she is everything. I loved her. No, I don't think any other actress right now could have done invisible man it was just her fighting air and i was like yes bitch you better fight that air the air over there the air over there like i wanted her to beat the air so badly and it was yes fantastic. no i'm the same way like when i finished watching it, i was like can you imagine I, don't, I was like uh uh what's her face uh dakota johnson trying to fill these shoes <laughs> Absolutely not. Only Elizabeth Moss. No shade to Dakota. She seems lovely. I just mean could not fight air in the same way. Only Elizabeth Moss could make you go like, oh, my God, there's a man there. And he's right. like sometimes seven foot tall and also has Superman strength, even though this is supposed to be her ex. What the fuck? Anyway, getting back. To I, I asked no questions. <laughs> I asked zero <laughs> questions. I didn't want an answer. I just wanted to see her fight the fucking air. And that's what I got. And it was fantastic. Uh, just to, before we get back to it, Dakota Johnson, I will never forget. One of my my old roommates made me dra dragged me to um, that one of them sex movies was was it Christian oh, girl? Uh, oh, yes. Sex millionaire. Sex <laughs> that's what i'm calling it for now on what was it called oh 50 shades of gray no it's called yes. christian gray sex millionaire yeah. that's what we're calling it because that's what all bitches want is a sex millionaire he fuck you real good and he got a lot of money we honestly 
really need to like start that narrative because I'm tired of men having the narrative of like, oh, we want, you know, like this beautiful young bimbo and like, that's what we want. Why can't we have sex millionaires? Oh, yeah. Our thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sex. This goes for everyone who likes men. Sex millionaire. We need a, We need more sex millionaire movies. We need to start stereotyping men into having to work hard to be sex millionaires. And then I want to create a whole industry around sex millionaires. You know how women have like sex parties are like, oh, this is how you strengthen your yoni or oh sex toys this is how you please your partner i want those for men i want them all having to get a watermelon and practice fucking it i want men to have to get better at sex with whoever they're having sex with <laughs> like just, i want that culture of insecurity to rise oh yeah yeah just like one guy brings a bunch of other guys like jackfruit tacos and it's like okay now hold this to your mouth and you're gonna practice yes. cunnilingus and we're all going to yes. like figure out how what and how you're doing wrong with this because this is very everyone has important. a peach they got to go to town because yeah. i feel like women do this i feel like gay women do this. you know what i mean like it's not like women aren't learning how to please other women or please ourselves but where are the classes for men which is a bunch of dudes who uh who i guess are uh you know straight and they're learning how to please women wasn't like, there a blowjob party on an episode of sex in the city I feel like they went yes. to a party and they were like, all right, this is how you do a blowjob. Yep. Charlotte yes, was, was shocked. <laughs> As always, she was clutching her she pearls. Was all, always, her fingers were always within reach of her pearls. And I also love that Charlotte really never had a job. And I don't think she needed to. Yeah. I no. loved that. We didn't know what she did all day and we didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite. I know we're on a tangent. I know we'll get back. My fa- I just have to say my favorite Sex in the City scene of all time. And it's so cringe and it's so beautiful to me because you just know there were no black people anywhere near is the episode where Samantha dates a black guy and then the black guy's sister doesn't like Samantha and they go to this hip black nightclub and Samantha's wearing like a napkin that it like maybe has like some kind of chain connecting it and she gets into a fight with the black guy's sister and then the black guy comes and breaks it up and he's like hey y'all keep it real keep it real he's like yelling at them to keep it real as he breaks up the fight and I was like who wrote this I love that person. I love you for just swinging for it. Like, you know what? Like, I, I I hear black people saying keep it real a lot. Let's just have them say that. Everyone? Yes? Good job, Mark. Put <laughs> keep it real in the script. This is like how much I love in the movie. I think it's the second movie where they end up in Dubai. Yeah. And there's a moment where, like, they meet a bunch of uh, hijabi women who, like, reveal that they have like beautiful designer outfits underneath. And I just remember being like, yeah, like my head was going to explode. Sex in the city two is more unbelievable than Hocus Pocus, to be honest. The <laughs> end of, no, you're absolutely right. The end of Sex in the City 2, they have, a, like, they're rushing, so they get kicked out. I think, uh, I think Samantha um, was like, I don't know. She was fucking. Yeah, she was fucking. She, she, she got caught fucking, yes. and then they got kicked out. And they have oh. to get to the airport. They're racing against time to get to the airport because if they miss their flight, you guys, they have to fly coach back. So mm-hmm. the whole act three rush to the airport is not like life or death or prison or anything like that. It is truly just if we don't make this flight, we can't fly first class. And it's all Honestly, just because prison. Samantha couldn't follow <laughs> yeah. one rule in a in a country notorious for like please just follow these like three yeah. rules and you can hang out in our yeah. fun life samantha we're not saying you can't fuck nobody's saying you yeah, can't fuck inside. yeah go inside we and fuck there are fuck. so many places to fuck yeah and she's just and she has yeah. a mansion hotel room yeah. yeah like just fuck in your nice ass hotel room exactly Exactly. It's yeah. Uh, no, Steve, you're absolutely right. So this do is l- less believable than Hocus Pocus. I 100% believe that uh, witches can come back from an early colonial Salem way faster than I can believe that uh, Carrie would continue to put up with all that shit from Mr. Big. It was the first Sex in the City I had seen. I had never seen the series no. or the movie. No! I had only seen two. And oh, no. no, and I Steve, thought it you was did it wrong. I loved it because it was so <laughs> fucking stupid um i do want to if i could read just one critic's quote about sex in the city the movie uh-huh. um lindy west says 
Sex in the City 2 takes everything that I hold dear as a woman and as a human, working hard, contributing to society, not being an entitled cunt like it's my job, and rapes it to death with a stiletto that costs more than my car. It is 146 <laughs> minutes long, which means that I entered the theater in the bloom of youth and emerged with a family of field mice living in my long white mustache. This is an entirely inappropriate length for what is essentially a home video of gay men playing with giant Barbie dolls. Wow. Where's the lie? <laughs> Where is the lie? That was more entertaining than the movie. But I think they were going to have a third one and it was, but Kim Cattrall said no. Good. She refused to do another one because she hates Sarah Jessica Parker. And I think that they were going to kill Kim in the third one. And I wanted to see, I think Kim's cancer was going to come back and then they were going to kill her. That would have been good. It would have been good. Because you know they RIP. wouldn't have been able to handle, like, you know her funeral would have been handled just as inappropriately as the gay wedding. <laughs> Oh, yes. my God. And like her last words would have been something completely off the wall in a yeah. way that like nobody says that on their deathbed. But it's like, it's Samantha. Of course, she's going to be her video. Alive. Will is just her fully naked masturbating. <laughs> right. All the men she's ever fucked show up. And it's just like the million man march. <laughs> they like cut into scenes. <laughs> They're like, we need to put in a permit on Fifth Avenue to have a parade for all the men that's at this spot. They're all crying. We're starting at Columbus Circle. We're going all the way down to the Meatpacking District. And we're just going to hold a, a, a vigil. National Day of Mourning. The whole city. Yeah, the whole, yeah, all of New York. Turn, the Empire State Building turns out its lights. <laughs> And flags are at half mast, and then somebody will make a joke about like, oh, Samantha never had never Samantha would never have a flagpole at half mast or something like that, like some sort of yeah. Oh, it writes itself. It, does. it writes itself. I gotta find that script. <laughs> Let's find that script and have a reading. Do you yes. feel like the cast of Sex in the City? Because we already got one. We had Sarah Jessica Parker. She can just reprise mm -hmm. her role. Do you feel like they should be in a, a Hocus Pocus two? Because they are making a Hocus Pocus two. Which I believe uh, a, a mutual of all of ours, Jen D'Angelo's writing. So yeah, oh, so yes. I, I've heard. Uh, which congrats to her. Yeah, uh, like because this movie bombed when it came out, right? It, mm -hmm. it was only eight million. Yeah, it in the box not office do well. It has really developed a cult following, and to the point now where it's like they re-released it. I think in quarantine, and it ended up winning the box office weekend because it like. I mean, there's nothing else coming out. But you like, can watch it. You don't have to go to the theater during quarantine to watch it. That's infuriating. <laughs> what? It, it brought sucks. In a, it brought in a, quite a bit of money for like what that makes we're going no through sense. right now. I, I hate it for the movie industry because the movie industry is such a like prestigious thing for actors and right now it's like you did a movie and like you're not going to have a premiere. No one wants to go sit in a COVID box and watch a movie. Especially because I feel like the people who go to watch movies are probably the people who are the most reckless. So I don't want to be in a room full of them breathing their aerosols. Mm -hmm. It's just it sucks. Yeah. That's why everyone watched $30 Mulan on their television yeah. screen. Yeah. I mean we're missing out especially like this time of year we're missing out the new uh halloween was supposed to come out the new candy man was supposed to come out like good good stuff but like you know like i'll be glad i waited yeah so well the hocus pocus 2 isn't coming out into theater theaters it's supposed to come to disney plus and uh and adam shankman who directed hairspray and uh, a bunch of other stuff is directing it from Jen, but it they didn't know at the time if any of the original cast members will return. So this is a two-part question. One, should the Sex and the City cast take over? Should there be like a fourth witch added? And it's just them. It's just them being witches because oh that's my God. fun the, to see the, the four of them play. together again. I the know. The wordplay would be great. Uh, and then the second thing is... Uh, what, what were you saying earlier, Steve? We were before Lacey came on uh, about Jackson Adam City Shankman. City Two is the best. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh yeah! I was reading about how Adam Shankman is directing uh, mm -hmm. the second Hocus Pocus, and he directed Hairspray and um, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, um, and mm. he's directed a lot of musicals. And they said that he directed the disastrous Rock of Ages, and I'm like, excuse me. But I want the person who directed the Rock of Ages movie to direct Hocus Pocus too. That lines up for me. That makes sense. Right. That is that is 
overly qualified for Hocus Pocus 2, in my opinion. And it's got to be camp. That's what we love about Hocus Pocus. It's it's so campy. And, like, it's got to be camp if they're going to do it again. So I think he's perfect. I think if it was all the Sex in the City ladies, I would love that just because I'd want to see Kim Cattrall just make all the sex shows. Like, you know I know how to ride a broom. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just all that. Yeah, because uh, I was thinking about, like, well, who would you cast now? Because Bette Midler is, like, pretty near darn perfect casting. I know I think they originally wrote it for Cloris Leachman. But uh, Batman fucking kills it. And I'm going like, okay, well, who could possibly fill those shoes, especially now that it's become this cult classic? Who's going to understand camp in that same way? Titus Bergeris. Good call. He can sing. Mm -hmm. He is so camp. Mm -hmm. And he's just all of his expressions, like very, you know, very expressive, just like Bet was in that movie. Like I could see Titus like fucking killing that. Uh, He's so funny. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, that's a very good call. Steve, are there any people where you're like, ooh, this would, this feels correct to me if they cast so-and-so in Hocus Pocus 2? Tori Spelling. That's who I'd put in Hocus Pocus 2. Tori Spelling. I think that nobody tries harder when acting than Tori Spelling. (laughs) I watch her in things and I'm like, man, she's really working at this. Good for her. She really (laughs) wants, she really wants this. I remember there is a, a, a she was getting there's a scene in the new 90210 where a suitcase fell on her head on an airplane and I laughed so hard I rewound and I was like people don't realize how good she is as a physical comedian like give it to Tori Spelling <laughs> she will give it her all I'm gonna throw in one name and it's because they auditioned for the role of Sarah Sanderson one of the witches Jennifer Lopez oh, yeah, Jennifer yeah. Lopez yeah. auditioned originally I feel like yeah yeah I'd like to see Jennifer Lopez in the role now. I think she'd have a lot of fun with it. And and especially if we're taking it in sort of a gritty, dark direction, because we've already done the camp. Like, yeah, yeah, I think I think um, she yeah. will inadvertently turn it into camp. If we do want to recreate that, uh, the the more fun, silly energy, I think definitely Nicole Byer would be a great oh, would, would be a, a, oh, a great one for yeah. that. Yes. Make this happen. I could see universe. her on the vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I could see Anna Ferris yes. as like Sarah Jessica Parker's character. Oh my god, that is great. Anna Ferris, Nicole Byer, and let's just have Bette Midler back because you yeah, know, why not? We why not? know she really wants it and we really want it. So why even recast that? Just Yeah, Hollywood hire us. We know <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, I don't the people that I don't know if they know what they're talking about is um there's this website commonsensemedia.org and it has a whole section where it'll be like what parents need to know about specific movies. Oh. And in this one, this movie that is for children and adults, but like it's a Halloween movie, they they want to make sure that parents know that a couple of high school bullies harass a male classmate in a graveyard asking him for, quote, smokes and, quote, hash. Uh, and that there's a few mild sexual references, such as a high school boy hugging his pillow and murmuring, oh, Allison, you're so soft. The I- Oh, my God. I- the idea that they would ask for hash is really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I guess that's what they were calling weed back then, but yeah, very bizarre. Also, I forgot about those uh, masturbation scenes that they gave (laughs) Matt. Yeah, that's right, because his sister pops in as he's like, you know, if she wouldn't have got up, yeah, if she wouldn't have jumped in sooner, uh, he would have started fucking that pillow, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I just love that they're like, be aware. (laughs) Your child may not understand that this young virgin boy is hugging yeah. his pillow in an intimate way. Um, as someone who saw it, so it came out, if it came out in 93, I was in third grade. Um, and I know I didn't see it in theaters, but I feel like we rented it soon after. And my family did that, you know, cla- we had a camcorder and a VCR, which meant anything we rented, we taped and watched as much as we wanted, which is very illegal, but, you know, we did it. And Is it? <laughs> I don't know if it's very illegal, but I know it was illegal. Um, so I remember watching it all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's back when tapes had that warning in the front that was like, you will go to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FBI warning. That was it. F- it said FBI warning. FBI warning. Yeah. Like, the FBI ain't got time to look at my tape. Right? Back then, maybe the FBI did, because that was before 9-11, <laughs> so maybe the FBI had a lot of free that's time. That's why there was 9-11. Like, <laughs> 
If the I FBI was so was, busy yeah. digging into people, trying to figure out if they're recording VHS Uh-oh. tapes, they just completely miss these guys being like, hi, I'd like to learn how to fly a plane in Florida. Look in that house. Steve Slack is watching Hocus Pocus and look at that tape. That is a handwritten label. I imagine them kicking in the door of the guys who train to be pilots in Florida and being like, where are the tapes? (laughs) And they're like hiding actual tapes that are like, here's the plan for 9-11. And then they're like, there they are. I see here that you've got true lies. This wasn't bought from a blockbuster. This was stolen from a blockbuster. And then you retaped it. I want to believe that the Blockbuster was working hand in hand with the FBI. Like, this is what I choose to believe. <laughs> Blockbuster is just as much at fault for 9-11 and that's as the, the entire U.S. government. <laughs> the thing that I love about this movie that is not canon but almost was canon is that uh, this song Almost Unreal by Roxette, which we've talked about in the Roxette episode, uh, was supposed to be written for this movie and they put Hocus Pocus in the lyrics and then for some reason... Uh, they said, no, we don't want it in the movie anymore. And that same song that mentions Hocus Pocus ends up in the film Super Mario Brothers. That's right. It's a good song, wow. too. I love when you do that Hocus Pocus to me. That would go over the credits really well. Man, it might be a little yeah, sexy. I don't know why. I don't know why they shut it down, but it just cracks me up that it ended up in the video game movie it's, instead. Yeah. Like, That's probably because they were like, OK, we actually do need the money, Roxette. Guys, we're not <laughs> doing that well. So we are going to give it to someone. For sure. Um, what do you hope happens in Hocus Pocus 2? Given how much you love Hocus Pocus 1. I hope that it's like equally or more horny. Because mm-hmm. I need that. Um, we all need that. Yeah, I hope that like I know they're going to have to use smartphones and shit. And that like wasn't a thing in the 90s, which was definitely more fun because it was like they if they wanted to talk to their parents, they had to go to the parents Halloween party and find them. They couldn't just be like, ma, it switches you up like, you know, like they couldn't just text, which so I hope they don't use too much social media. I hope it's not like the witches are on IG like (laughs) (laughs) they're on IG live like kids come little children. I'll take the away into my like you know like although that might be fun i don't know um yeah i i just hope it's still got that fun campy yeah. energy i you I know love. what i'd love a reprise i'd love i put a spell on you being back in yes that's a it has to be yeah that's that's one of the most iconic moments is that performance so yeah. i'd love to see that again i just don't want to see the witches join tiktok or something <laughs> oh, I, yeah. don't want, I don't want di- the Disney Corporation to be like, listen, we're really trying to push like this specific kind of theme park ride. So I need you to create this scene in this film that will then make people buy like uh, uh, little figurines of the witches. I don't I yeah. don't need the witches to have their own social handles. Yeah. I don't need the witch. Like I need none of that. I just want fun. I want I fun. Don't- can't I don't be want Halloween goodness. Yeah, I don't want Snapchat like footage in yeah. the movie of like kids recording. Like, look at these crazy witches! I've got to snap this. More, I guess it'd be TikTok footage now, but yeah. Moreover, I don't want uh, instead because they can't use the name Snapchat. I don't want it to be like Chat Snap or like Talk Tuk or whatever. <laughs> when they have like Talk fake, to- when Talk they've got to- fake social names, it's not Instagram. It's just oh, like yeah. fo- photo app or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Is one of the witches going to have to fly on a Swiffer now? Are going to have to update that bit? Yeah. Someone's on a Dyson. Yes. It's just like some kind of weird circle. A Roomba, like- yeah. Like, I can't fit on this. Yeah. They just have to hold on to it like a disc. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like- I-, I would love if Bette Midler was like, I'll do this movie. I have one condition. I must ride a Roomba. <laughs> That's the only thing in her rider. Yeah. Um, Lacey, if there was anything that you could do to convince somebody who was like, I don't like Halloween movies or I don't, you know, I didn't grow up with Hocus Pocus. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Let's say they're just talking shit about this movie. What's the one thing that you feel like you could tell them to be like, this will convince you you need to watch this even now? Um, I just say, like, the world's on fire. If you want some <laughs> mindless fun mindless <laughs> that is a if you want to put your brain on ice 
make your brain a margarita. Like that's what your brain becomes when you watch Hocus Pocus and it's delicious. That's a perfect, perfect answer. Uh, Lacey Mosley, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Yes. Thank you guys for having me. This was so fun. Thank you. Is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Oh, cool. I mean, I have a podcast, Scam Goddess, if you like robbery and comedy. Uh, yeah. And then if you want to follow me, Diva Lacey on all platforms, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I. Yeah. She's good, folks. You should do it. Do it. I'll make sure uh, I am. I think I oh, yeah. am. But are, you're Wait, are you? I'll follow you. <laughs> this is some good content here. Get this. <laughs> Get this in. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.